This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Well, hello once again. This is Brett Eckert alongside Karen Gibis, and we just had another guest come into the studio here at the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore. Welcome, Sister Rachel Gazda, and here we go, of the Servants of the Pierced Heart of Mary and Jesus. So close. So oh. close. Servants of the Pierced Hearts of Jesus and, and Mary. Yes. Well done, Brett. Je- Jesus is first. True. I guess I should have realized that's, that. Way to go, Brett. That's <laughs> okay. Life. This is community. This is loving correction. Hey, I got, yes. sister, I got the name right. Sister Rachel Gossett. Okay. Sister so Rachel. I'll take that as a win right now. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, it's such a gift to be here. Thank you both for having me. Yeah. You made the long journey from one side of the building to the other side of the building. So. <laughs> yes, I know. It was it was quite the trek. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, we are so excited, or at least I, I'm assuming you're excited yes. too, Brett. We are so excited about this special pro- pilgrimage that is happening here in Western South Dakota coming up in April. Yes, yes. Why don't you tell our listeners about it? Because now everybody's going to want to make a trip and make hotel arrangements and get it on the books after they hear about this. We hope so. You know, and I, I think that the gift that this relic is going to so many different places in our diocese, I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit here, but we'll backtrack, um, gives people the opportunity to make a little trip. East River, Nebraska. I mean, John Paul, he drew thousands of people in his lifetime from all over when he would visit countries from all over those parts of that country. So he continues to do that today. So I hope that people will be inspired no matter where they're listening in from. I actually just had gotten a communication last month from someone who found out about the relic who lives in Nevada and was, how do I come? How can I see him? We need to see him. Wow. Desirous to be able to, to venerate the relic of John Paul. So um, this is the first class relic, one of four traveling relics of the blood of John Paul II. And it comes from the last time he was hospitalized in Rome in 2005. His secretary, Cardinal Givish, very wisely had the blood that was drawn in that hospital visit saved, knowing likely what was going to happen after the Holy Father, then Holy Father, (laughs) now St. John Paul, went to the house of the Father. So those four vials of blood have since been turned into these reliquaries. Now, of the four, only one travels around. And it's this one that's coming here to Rapid City. So one permanently is in Krakow. uh, One is in Rome. um, The other one, I I think I saw Madrid, but I would need to confirm that. But it's a beautiful, even the case, the reliquary itself is unlike any reliquary you've seen. So it looks like, and it's shaped, molded into a book of the gospels, silver and gold, you know, plating, which is evocative of his funeral in 2005, right? When they placed the book of the gospels, open on his casket, his simple wooden casket, and the wind that was just whipping through St. Peter's Square that day was just turning the pages of that book of the Gospels, very clearly just reminding us of the power of the Holy Spirit that was so active in his papacy and in, in his life, and also a sign, too, almost that, you know, you are still my children, you are still my church, and I will intercede for you from heaven. So that image is what inspired the actual reliquary. And then the bottom right-hand corner has a clear circular casing in which the blood is. So this was, this relic is from 2005. It's now 17 years later, 2022, that this relic, this blood is still liquefied. So just in and of itself, that's, that's miraculous. Um, and 
our community um, through our mother foundress, Mother Adela Galindo, who is going to be coming to Rapid City um, in just a few weeks as part of the Relic Pilgrimage, but also she's going to be our keynote speaker for our diocesan pastoral ministry days. Um, it was through her that we first were able to receive the possibility of taking this relic on pilgrimage for the faithful to venerate. And it dates back to before John Paul's canonization. So in 2013, uh, our mother foundress was able to um, speak with the postulator for John Paul's uh, canonization cause, uh, a Polish priest named Monsignor Oder, Monsignor Suavomir Oder. And he was talking about this traveling relic. And, and Mother, our, our institute, it's, that's a whole other beautiful story, and maybe Mother will tell it at Pastoral Ministry Days, but uh, John Paul is, um, w- without a doubt, he's not only the spiritual father of our institute, but his legacy and his magisterium is a particular and unique call that we the servants have to keep alive in the heart of the church. And so when Mother heard that this was a possibility to be able to receive this relic, at least just to venerate it, if not to take it on, on veneration, she asked the possibility. Monsignor O'Dare said, well, you know, up until 2014, it's going to be booked. But he had just received a cancellation for the month of November of 2013. And it was that opening that gave us the first possibility to take the relic, and it went all over Florida then. And since then, we've had the gift to also receive the relic a couple other times, 2014, 2015. And I believe it might have been 2017, but it's been several years now since we've taken the relic on pilgrimage. But in all those years, it's gone throughout South America, Central America, throughout our country. And now it'll be coming back and it'll be in the western part of South Dakota. What an honor. (laughs) It's a gift. It's such a gift. And um, so just knowing what these powerful experiences are like, these nights of veneration or these opportunities. You know, we've been to hospital, we've been to schools. The relic has been venerated on planes when we've been traveling with the relic to take it places. The relic's been venerated in churches and cathedrals. I mean, universities and the response of the people, the way that John Paul continues to touch hearts, the gift of healing that the Lord pours out spiritually, physically, through obviously the faith of the people, but in the presence of the relic of John Paul is incredible. So just knowing what these mo- these moments, these years have been like in the past and just contemplating what that'll be for our diocese has brought us great joy. And I hope that it's going to inspire joy in everyone who's listening and in, in all those who will hopefully be able to just hear about this and that the replay might reach. Wow. I mean, how, how do you even po- pose a question after that? <laughs> well, I think it's uh, like, I know for me, because uh, uh, so I was not raised Catholic, but my wife was. And my wife even just says, like, how beautiful it is, is this reality that John Paul II, St. John Paul II, was in a lot of people's yes. lifetime yes. that are still alive. I mean, uh, we've we've had the beauty, uh, beautiful opportunities to, to venerate other relics, but the, and, and he was, he had something about him. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, the, the person he was in the in the way he went about everything. Like very unconventional but so transformative in regards to, to taking like you'd think, like taking people on hikes, how that and his story just is so like uplifting that so many people have such a deep draw to him and a deep relationship well, with and him. And everyone knows him. Yeah. You know, it's not some saint who's relic, you know, like like a relic of uh, St. Dymphna, that nobody knows who St. Dymphna is, although I love St. Dymphna. She's my favorite. That's why I said that one. You know, but every, he's very well known, and he's very much 
I mean, two non-Catholics mm-hmm. alike. So this is something that I'm even the idea of bring your non-Catholic friends. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And you know, it, it even just you saying that, Karen, is a reminder that the veneration of relics even predates, I mean, just the earliest days of the church with Peter and Paul, right? Yeah. In the book of Acts, that even Peter's shadow. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the faithful would bring out their sick and lay them in the streets just with the hope that Peter's shadow passing by the power w- would be able to, the, to bring the healing of the Lord upon them just yeah. because of the presence of Peter. And yeah. the same thing with Paul, that they would take handkerchiefs and touch them to Paul <laughs> while he was alive. And then they would take those handkerchiefs and pray over sick people with them. And they would be not only healed, but also they would experience deliverance from evil spirits. Mm-hmm. So this is something that the earliest, earliest church this was alive and well, this recognition of the power of God alive um, through his faithful, through those yeah. hearts that belong to him um, in holy baptism. So it's not something that just belongs to mm. these weird Catholics, you know? And <laughs> so I, 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 I'm so glad you brought that up, Karen, because it is part of our heritage just as Christians. Right, right. And it's something I think that is um, misunderstood in the general public of what, what is a relic what is the purpose of a relic? It's not just those weird Catholics with their dead bones. It, 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 it's, there's more to it. So could you, if we have someone listening who says, oh, you know, my neighbor, I really want to bring my neighbor to this veneration, but I don't know how to explain to her what a relic is. Mm-hmm. Can you give our listeners just, a, just a, I guess, some talking points for them to take to their friends and family that would explain what's the purpose of a relic, what is a relic, and then why that's important for us here, especially in Western South Dakota with this, you know, what they can say to encourage their friends and family to want to come. Beautiful question. So God willing, come Holy Spirit, I pray that the answer will be helpful. Um, The first thing that comes to my heart is simply just being able to make the invitation as a space of of prayer. You know, that there's this beautiful opportunity we have this afternoon, you know, know, two weeks, you know, at this night, whatever the timing is that people choose to go do you want to come with me? You know, I know that you're going through this situation in your life. You know, this is a heavy cross that you carry with whoever it is in your family that's uh, heavy on your heart. Come with me and pray for them. And then you can explain the relic using analogies and examples of just the closeness, you know, how we physically as human beings, we need those uh, physical reminders of those that we love, that it brings us comfort, consolation, strength on a natural level. So then how much more on a supernatural level does the Lord use these things, either used by a saint or part of that saint, to be able to communicate his grace? So starting with just the simple invitation to prayer, moving on to the more deeper realities, and those examples from Scripture as well, from Acts 5 and Acts 19 about Peter and Paul, I think are, are very good, especially for Christians, to right. be able to have that conversation. Right. No, that's that's great. I think it's, 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 it's truly as simple as that. That's it. You know, and, and it isn't anything to be overwhelmed with. This mm-hmm. invitation to come and venerate this relic of, of St. John Paul II should be, from start to finish, a beautiful, grace-filled opportunity. In, in the invitation, all the way through, when you, when you reluctantly have to walk out of yes. the church, when it's time to be done. But we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to hear, where's the pilgrimage stops? Who, how far do we have to drive? So <laughs> when we come back here on Real Presence Live, we're going to talk more with Sister Rachel about the relic of the blood of St. John Paul II coming to the Rapid City area.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken, every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central, here on Real Presence Radio Network. I think what people appreciate about this Catholic radio is this. You you don't have to listen to it for hours. It's not like uh, giving 45 minutes to an album or something. You could just get little snippets as you're driving here to there. And that's the neat thing about the Catholic radio because, or even like as opposed to going to Mass where you're going to be there for a whole hour. Nothing wrong with that, obviously. We want people to do that. But the beauty of Catholic radio is that it's accessible 24-7 for 5 minutes, 30 seconds, 8 minutes as you drive from here to there to there. And I think that's what they appreciate. It's always there. And secondly, I guess what I'm hearing from people is that they appreciate that it's local, that this radio station is local. It's fun when you can hear the local stuff, even like this live drive. Right. So I think people appreciate that, and I'm always impressed by all the guests they have from all over the states, these three states, not just from one diocese. They get people from every diocese every week, it seems like, and that's just a great, I know it takes a lot of work, arrange a lot of stuff every day, every week, but that really keeps people, I think, attached to this radio station. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. Well, good morning. It is a beautiful day here in Rapid City, South Dakota. We're having a great conversation uh, with Sister Rachel Gazda of the Servants of the Pierced Hearts of Jesus and Mary from the diocese. Yes, Yes, I know. I got thrown back to having to to redeem myself after uh, flipping the two. As a good homeschooling mother, I always give everyone the opportunity to learn. From their, from their mistakes. mistakes and to then excel and and do better the next time. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So we'll jump into the conversation again in regards to uh, while we were at break. It's just it's beautiful because um, there is something to be said about the beauty of the saints and the beauty of the lives that they lived. That um, whether we be Catholic, whether we be Christian, that the the holy people that people have experienced in the last hundred years uh, make a huge testament to the reality of the deep relationship available to us with Christ. We mm-hmm. kind of said Mother Teresa. I mean, the story of Maximilian Kolbe, and then uh, talking specifically in regards to Saint John Paul II and the relic that is coming. And I think, yeah. Um, so the listening area is very vast with Real Presence Live and Real Presence Radio. Uh, we got people all the way up in Minnesota who might be hearing this and saying, like, how many hours of a drive is this? Mm-hmm. Where is this relic going to be? Where do I be? need to be? <laughs> yes. And this is a very important question to be able to plan, hopefully, these pilgrimages from mm-hmm. outside of the Rapid City Diocese. So 
two quick points. The first point would be to get the full schedule and listing on our website. The easiest thing probably is just to Google John Paul II Relic Rapid City, and Mm -hmm. it'll lead you right to our page. But the page address is rapidcitydiocese.org slash jp2relic, and the two with two eyes, not with the number two. two, And the schedule is fully listed there. Um, Everyone who's listening now that is more familiar with the area, we're beginning, actually, this is not on the schedule, but it's going to be happening on Thursday, March 31st. We're going to kick off in the evening at the Newman Center here at uh, South 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 Dakota Dakota School of Mines and Technology. Yep. Very good. See, I'm, I'm learning the proper way to say things too. Right. <laughs> and then, um, so, so at 7 p.m. at the Newman Center. And then the next day, Friday, April 1st, we're going to be heading out to the prairie. We're going to go to Winter, South Dakota. And from 2 to 8 p.m., we'll have, um, well, veneration from 2 to 7. Holy Mass will be at 7 p.m. that evening. And so we'll have a long time um, in, that, in that church, Immaculate Conception Parish, for devotions throughout the afternoon, just time of silent prayer, and then closing with Holy Mass at 7. The next day will be Saturday, April 2nd, which is the anniversary of John Paul's death. So exactly 17 years since he went to the House of the Father. And then we will be there from 1 to 4 p.m. for veneration, a little bit shorter time, but it's a little more central, getting more towards Rapid City. And that will be um, closing with the Vigil Mass as well, uh, Saturday at 4 p.m. And then the next day at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City, uh, after the 10.30 Mass in the morning, all the way up until 5 p.m. So about 11.30 to 5, all afternoon at the Cathedral in Rapid City. And so we, we do hope that as you're hearing this, that even if it seems crazy, even if it seems like a lot to pull off for just a couple hours in prayer, I heartily exhort anyone who has that movement of their heart right now to be able to come in to do that, to have that time of prayer with your family, to be able to keep the grace of his legacy and his presence alive, not only in your heart, but in the heart of your family, in the heart of our church today. He is still, he's still our spiritual father, and he still is so present in, um, in our lives and in our church. So when someone goes to venerate a relic, what is, I, I, for instance, when the relic tour came through not that long ago, they came to our parish in Sturgis, and I had rosaries, and I had medals that I would touch to the, to the relics. Um, but you can take pictures of loved ones that you are praying for, the intercession for. You can, I mean, there's various ways that you can venerate a relic, correct? Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Karen, because having those sacramentals on the one hand, to be able to touch your rosaries, to touch uh, medals to that first-class relic, will thereby, just by God's grace, that then becomes a third-class relic that is this active source of grace in your daily life or to share with, with family and friends. Um, bringing, bringing pictures of loved ones that are suffering that can't be there in person is a powerful, uh, concrete manifestation of the prayer you always pray to the Lord, but now you're, you're physically seeing this, this means of bringing them to John Paul for his intercession in a, in a concrete way. Um, we will have holy cards with us, we always do, that can be touched to the relic. Well, then that you'll go home with, and that becomes also a third-class relic uh, for you and your family, as well as do what they did with St. Paul. I mean, bring a handkerchief, not like a Kleenex, but, you know, yeah. some kind of a right. a real handkerchief or something, a cloth that you can touch to that relic, and then that can be a mission for you, as our mother founder said, to actively pray for the sick in your families, in your neighborhoods, in your parish, people that you know, because you have that cloth then that is this third-class relic of John Paul II. Mm-hmm. 
So those are very just concrete, practical realities of being before the relic. But I know couples that will come and pray together and place their wedding rings mm-hmm. on the relic mm-hmm. of John Paul, pregnant mothers who, you know, will be able to, we the sisters are always custodians of the relic, so we're able to pick up that reliquary and just pray over that baby in the womb, the sick who are there to be able to, or just wheeled if they're in wheelchairs right up. So there's just a very... Um, a time for very personal encounter with John Paul. I think it would be, you had mentioned earlier, Brett, about its confirmation season. Mm-hmm. Come, go get a medal of St. John Paul II, bring it to the relic, touch it, and then pray for the person, pray for that young person who is about to be confirmed into their Catholic faith, and then present that to them on their confirmation and say, I have prayed for you before the relic of St. John Paul II. I have put you under his protection and prayer. And, and just what a gift that would be, just to be able to say, I, I went on a pilgrimage for you. Yes. That's a beautiful way to loop back to, to that point you all made earlier. And yes, in so many ways, too. I mean, there's so many people in our lives that we always, you know, not only to desire to give those gestures of love for in a natural way, but how much more of a gift it is to us to know that we can give them something that has this connection behind it, this, this moment of prayer behind it. And it's not just a moment, it's a source of grace from then on out because it is a sacramental. Right. So can you remind our listeners again the dates and the locations that they will be and where they can get more information? Absolutely. More information, rapidcitydiocese.org slash JP2 Relic, uh, April 1st in winter, 2 to 8 p.m., April 2nd in Faith, 1 to 4 p.m. April 3rd at the Cathedral of Our Lady Perpetual Help in Rapid City, 11.30 to 5 p.m. And also 7 p.m. at the Newman Center at South Dakota School of Mines and Technology on March 31st. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Sister, for taking time out of your morning to come and tell our listeners about this beautiful opportunity in the Western South Dakota that hopefully everyone will take advantage of and, and make the make the drive, make it a spiritual pilgrimage opportunity to to I guess broaden your your uh, horizons, but also just bring Lent into just a beautiful beautiful moment for everyone around yes yes well god willing thank you for the the chance to be able to share today karen and brett and god willing those of you who are listening we hope to see you at this relic pilgrimage soon all right great well now we have to send it up to fargo do you've been saying toss it right well toss it i'm a football coach well toss it to eli eli tossed did you catch it i think so i don't know i think you missed it yeah probably Anyway, we've got another great show coming up Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. It'll be hosted by Mike Kudrowski and Father Jaden Nelson, coming to you live from Bishop Ryan High School in Minot, North Dakota. They'll visit with Father Brandon Wolf from the Diocese of Bismarck about human formation for youth. Then Lindsay Wald will talk about the importance of the Bishop Ryan Fund. Plus, Macy Christensen will tell us how Bishop Ryan High School prepared her for life beyond high school. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. And, of course, if you missed anything from the past week of shows or any show in the last two and a half, roughly, years, you can find it on our podcast at realpresenceradio.com or on the free Real Presence Radio app. Back to you. Well, boy, sounds like a great show coming up. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's alma mater. Really? Bishop Ryan. Yep, she went to Bishop Ryan. I didn't know that. She's a lion. She's a lion. <laughs> yeah. So, no, just great conversation. Just absolutely love the conversation that we were able to have with so many different people. There's the great opportunities of veneration of the relic, but also just this understanding of 
a lot, most of them all tied back into this understanding of the beauty of the Catholic faith as a community. Yeah. You know, um, that, that I, movement I, of grace within the community. Yeah. And I mean, it's just beautiful to see. And I mean, just taking these opportunities to help our families grow in holiness, to help ourselves grow in holiness um, and all through the working of grace that the Lord gives to us. I always I like the one if you want to sanctify society, sanctify yourself. Right. First, mm-hmm. start with yourself. Yep. Go into your family, go into your parish go into society. That's the way it should go. You can't start in society and hope to change everything. Amen to that. So, oh, it's been a beautiful, a beautiful show today. Thank you so much, Brett, for hosting with me. It was great. I know. Two hours goes a lot faster than you think it would, but... It That's just does. How it, goes. it does. And um, normally, Father Brian Christensen is hosting with me. He's on, in the Holy Land. He's in the Holy Land. So let's so keep him and for them. his pilgrimage on in our prayers. And, and hopefully, they're th- praying for us. <laughs> I asked. I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him to. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank you, everyone, for listening today on Real Presence Live. We will see you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.